Welcome back to a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm excited to launch another episode for you all. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while walking home from a friend's birthday. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very, very high pedestal. So this podcast is all things mental health. Would it benefit you to hear from mental health professionals and influencers? Would it also add value to your life to hear authentic stories from people talking about their mental health, the issues they face, and how they actively combat them? If so, you're definitely in the right place, and I want to start this episode by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. On this episode, I'm happy to introduce my good and longtime friend, John Enfeld. John and I were roommates back in college and have remained very good friends ever since. We both graduated from UT and had difficult weeks spent living at TGH or Tampa General Hospital. He has an incredible journey and story for you all and allow me to introduce John Enfeld. John, thanks for coming on my show. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Please introduce uh, yourself to our listeners a bit and share part of your story before we dive in and explain what your role is with mental health. Okay. Uh, about five years ago, I suffered a traumatic brain injury and greatly changed my life. After some tough years of recovery, I'm thankful to say I'm happy and healthy and now I'm teaching health. Yeah, great. John, something I do on each episode is I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. I want you to all understand that even though someone looks like they are healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. I will introduce the story of Kobe Bryant as this is on the most news channels at the time of this recording. Kobe was one of nine people who passed away on January 26, 2020 in a helicopter crash at just age 41. His legacy features being one of the all-time NBA greats, but also for mentorship and advocacy off the court. He has been an inspiration for both the younger athletes and athletes in other sports. Brian has looked at mental health issues and decided to take them head on. He looked at the rising rates of anxiety and superheaded a children's podcast called The Punies. The podcast shares important life lessons on how to manage anger and fear of not fitting in, how to work with other people on a team, and how to learn from failure. He's also done work with Why We Rise, a campaign for the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health. He advocated on doing his part to reduce the stigma of depression, anxiety, and other issues, along with the importance of being vocal about mental health. Also, on another front, Children are only playing in on an average of three years in sports. He was working with other stars in Wayne Gretzky, Sue Bird, and Mookie Betts to advocate for children's creativity and freedom in sports to keep the game fun. John, what do you like most about Kobe's story relating to mental health? I think it's all great what he was doing with the podcast and, of course, what you're doing now. You have the means to do it now. These growing issues like depression, anxiety, or the decline in youth sports can and need to be effectively addressed. Like you said on the previous podcast, the release of endorphins through exercise is crucial to our mental health. And like Kobe, with the help of others, was advocating to give children more sports. Absolutely. I think it's important. I wanted to share this story because a lot of people obviously know how he is on the, on the court, but they don't really know all of the work that he's doing between Why We Rise, the podcast, 
Let's get into the main event, John. On each episode, my guest and I go over these six questions. My goal is to feature many valuable guests on this series, including people talking about their mental health, doctors, and also influencers. By doing this, I hope to deliver as much value as possible to the listeners. You ready, John? Yeah, let's go. Great. Many would agree that the more common or talked about types of mental illnesses are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. What area did you start to come across the most? Well, I definitely struggled with uh, anxiety and mood swings immediately after my injury. Managing these things on my own was the most difficult. Finding the right people to talk to uh, took time while getting back on my feet and in the right routine. Yeah, let's talk about a little bit how you, you spent some time in the hospital. Share with our listeners a little bit of the story. Yeah, so I suffered traumatic brain injury. I'm not exactly sure how it exactly happened. Uh, I was concussed, but then spent the majority of the next month of my life in the hospital recovering, learning how to walk again, talk, and everything else in between. Uh, I, I was a former athlete, and I've experienced football injuries, and I found myself right back in rehab doing some of the same things for an injury that I don't know how occurred. Yeah, you, let's talk about the hospital a bit. When you started coming back to consciousness and started relearning things mentally, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? It was a lot of confusion. It was trying to piece things together in the most simplest form, like why am I having trouble walking? I'm Look how old I am. I'm a grown man. Uh, everything from uh, you know, not being able to eat at the start and learning how to do that again. So it was just basically a restart for me. Absolutely, well you're doing great now and you're back on your feet. So maybe let's talk about now the point where you decided a career relating to some area of mental health was the right career for you. You mentioned you were a bit of a health coach. Let's talk about it. I've always been a health conscious person as an athlete growing up, like I said, and at the University of Tampa, I studied public health and wellness. And after my injury, I knew that I had to pursue a career in the field. What was your first entry to the field? What was your first role like? I was thankful to be a part of the Human Performance Lab at the University of Tampa uh, as an intern. And that really spearheaded, like you, you said, um, just continue to boost my interest in the health field. After that, I interned at a hospital for some time doing research and that with the mixture of sports and throughout my whole life I knew that I needed to teach health and be a part of the youth. That's amazing and you're doing such a service for the future generations coming up. Role models are so hard to come by so you're doing a great job with that. So let's give some advice if you can as a former patient as someone that deals with the kids on a daily basis from what you witness, what would you say some potential early signs that someone may be developing a mental illness are? Well, if you're experiencing greater depression or anxiety than usual, problem sleeping, focusing, or find yourself in isolation, uh, I advise you to you know, get outside, be active, be social, change those habits. It's difficult to get yourself out of a funk once you're in it. and um, 
it can be frightening to seek help. But there's a growing amount of free, reliable resources to the public that are really good, and all of that that whole field is growing. I agree. I think it's important because, like you said, with the funk, it might not just be a funk. So you should go seek somebody. And now with all these free resources, there's no better time to go check it out. People are finally speaking about their mental health, and it's important to be just as strong mentally as physically. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Um, it's hard to identify when you're in a funk or exactly. to be vocal about it. So those, that would be my biggest advice that, it, you know, you're, you're not alone and there's help out there. Great way to put it. Exercise, like you're saying, getting outside are great. Let's pick three. Let's think for a second and pick three and only three, three most important things everybody listening on could do on a daily basis or short-term goals to improve their overall mental health. Well, I think those things that we said were all very important. And the next three things I would say all stem from one another. Number one, I'd have to say being active. Again, finding a hobby, doing something that you love, that'll really help. Two, I'd say stay busy. You know, something that you love, stay connected with work, friends, exercise, family. You know, just not isolating yourself, like I said prior. And three, surround yourself with good, positive, dependable people. Again, either coworkers, friends, family, and, you know, share what's on your mind. She, again, this is not something that can be done alone. Yeah, talking is the best thing for me, at least in the beginning after my brain injury. I kind of neglected it, thinking I didn't need it. And then once I started actually seeking therapy, it just it paid off so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So staying busy and all of that, I like the way you put that because there's multiple things. We had Dr. Basio on the show a few weeks ago, also a University of Tampa guy like us, where he said it was important to have multiple things going on in your life like that. That way, if one thing goes down, your whole world is tanks. Not everything's over. If you have a girlfriend or boyfriend, or you have friends or work or a club or a hobby, you're well balanced. Absolutely. Yeah. So now those are some good short-term ones we just talked about. What are two long-term commitments you can give our listeners to help create a healthier mindset? So I think just that you said it, set goals that you can work towards on either a daily or weekly basis, something that you can track. Uh, another would be uh, this quote I actually just saw. The most important thing is to try and inspire people so that they can be great in whatever they want to do. And now I know more than ever that working with the youth in sports and in school is yeah. greatly rewarding Who teaching that inspiring that was kobe okay yeah yeah i saw that on a espn page uh from instagram yeah. give us one more john what's one more long-term commitment someone can start taking on to start thinking more clearly well definitely uh if you previously weren't active healthy exercising right you should start uh, it's the best thing for you the best thing for your mental health i've talked to doctors before and that's their first thing they say every time uh you know don't um you don't try and run you know a marathon right away these are all stepping stones that you need to take and i think that's people's biggest um confusion is that when you know you think about fitness you think about eating healthy people go to the extreme and yep. 
you got to start small. Absolutely, everybody. I mean, it's tough to have the patience with things you want to achieve right away, but it's not going to happen overnight, like you said. Yeah. What are one or two ways that you plan on raising some awareness for mental health in the future? What are you thinking? What are you working on? Well, I, I raised awareness in my classroom, my students and athletes as a health teacher and coach. <clears throat> mental health has its own unit in my curriculum, and it's beneficial for my players. Let's talk about that. Mental health is addressed either from you know, counselors in the school when an incident occurs, and that's not being so proactive about it. That's trying to put a Band-Aid on these issues, and I feel like that's what most people are experiencing. The best thing that we can do, again, is be proactive about it and learn how to deal with these instances before they become too big, before we fall in that funk. Thanks so much, John. I know our listeners are going to see all the value in your episode today. I loved everything you spoke about, but I really enjoyed how you talked about just finding a hobby, finding something you're passionate about as a way to improve your mental health. Because it is that simple sometimes to do small things to start improving your overall mental health. But it's time for the last word. I do this on my other podcast, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur too, because I want our listeners to really get to know my guests. Is there something that you would like to share that we did not get to touch on yet today? I, I stress this isn't a quick fix in most cases. And yeah, help is out there. Just because one doctor or book or speaker didn't work right and right away, that's okay. But you need to stay driven and find what works for you. Thanks, John. Why don't you go ahead and share your social media website or whatever ways that you have for people to get in touch with you so people could follow your health journey? Uh, yeah, people can reach me on Instagram at Johnny underscore Chase. I'm most active there. Everybody, remember, you can also check out the show on Instagram and Facebook at A Mental Health Break, and we're on Twitter at Podcasts by Lancey. I'm at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. Be sure to check out my book, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption on Amazon now, and DM me or email me. Let me know what you think. If you liked today's episode, please continue listening and rate A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey five stars. I work very hard to find value-delivering stories for you on each episode. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey.